What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode, to another episode of the Connor Knows Wrestling Podcast. And today, uh, today's episode, Austin Stroop and I give our preview and predictions for AEW's Double or Nothing 2020. So sit back, relax, crap, go open a cold one. You are listening to the Connor Knows Wrestling Podcast. Hey, it's working. Yay. Well, what's up, ladies and gents, and uh, welcome to another to episode 43 of the Connor Knows Wrestling Podcast, and I am here with my good friend, Austin Stroop. Austin, how are you doing? Good, good. All right, uh, just letting you guys know why that little uh, intro, the way it was, uh, we've had some technical difficulties, <laughs> so hopefully everything's working now. Hey, man, it happens. Hey, technology. Isn't it great? Most of the time. Yes, sir. All right, so Austin, why don't you tell why don't you tell the people why we're here? Two episodes in the same week. We're gonna be uh predicting and previewing double or nothing twenty twenty. Woohoo! So double or nothing twenty twenty takes place from the Daily's place in Jacksonville, Florida. Again, with the pandemic, you guys know all that, so I don't need to tell you guys that. But in case you've been living under a rock this past, pretty much from January to now, um, well, the uh, corona pandemic uh, has uh, forced a lot of shows to uh, shut down and uh, do, you know, shows without fans. But, Austin, how are you feeling the build-up to this show before uh, before you purchased it? Mm. Uh, you know, it's always going to be a bit disappointing to have a pay-per-view without fans. Um, and when you go back to how uh, Double or Nothing 2019 was, you know, that was AEW's start. And they positioned Double or Nothing to be uh, not their big show every year, because All Out is probably going to be the big show every year. But Double or Nothing's kind of, you know, it it's, means a lot to them. And yes, so yes. now, let's say if AEW goes on for a hundred more years and we get a hundred more Double or Nothings, we're just going to look back at Double or Nothing Two or Double or Nothing Twenty Twenty. It's going to be weird because there's no fans. And uh, mm-hmm. despite that, I think they added a a pretty stacked card. So mm-hmm. far, they added the attraction with uh, Mike Tyson. Yes, yes, Mike Tyson coming out. I think it's going to be a great show. I think AEW has been handling this uh, no fans thing better than any other brand out there so far. Mm-hmm. So to say the least, I'm interested. So um, the way the ways you can purchase this, so pretty much I'm going to tell you the time and the ways you can purchase for you and for people in the United States and Canada, you can purchase it off your cable or satellite provider, BR Live, and for international fans. So that means you folks in the UK, uh, wherever you may reside outside the United States, uh, you can buy it on Fight TV. So, what? And the show starts at seven thirty. The pre-show starts at seven thirty Eastern. 6.30 Central, 
The main card starts at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. So without further ado, let's get into our first match. And it is on the buy-in pre-show. And this is between two fan-favorite teams. And it is for the number one contendership uh, for a future title shot or number one contenders for uh, the AEW tag titles. So I know I said this, but I feel like I'm stuttering. So uh, it is for the, like, who will challenge Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. And we got Private Party versus Best Friends. Austin, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, Really, if I'm being honest, it's what team I like more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Best Friends. Private Party, good. I think every tag team in AW so far has been good. But when, I, when I'm looking at the two teams, who do I think deserves a shot more? It's Best Friends. Uh, especially with their stuff they've been doing with Orange Cassidy, even though he has really nothing to do with this match in particular. I think uh, they're elevated above Private Party. I think Private Party was thrown in here to get a real good match out of Best Friends, but little else. Best Friends. That's my pick. Uh, solely because Best Friends, ever since this whole thing started, they've been killing it on TV. They've been on TV almost every week, and they've been having killer matches. And uh, just for that reason, uh, Best Friends, they, they've been putting in the work. Uh, Private Party, they've been putting in work too, but they have not been on TV. And I think uh, that's why one of my personal favorite uh, theme songs in the company, uh, Best Friends, they're going to they're going to win in a heck of a match. All right. Next up, we have a kind of a last edition, last minute edition uh, on the, to the card. It's Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears. How did we get Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears? Well, on the May 20th edition of AEW Dynamite, so that was this Wednesday as of this recording, uh, they, they did a segment called SNA, Spears News Network, for pretty much a short round down. He retired Dustin Rhodes and challenged Dustin Rhodes in the same segment. And I thought that was pretty well done. So, Austin, if you don't mind, I am going to go first on this match. Go right ahead, Connor. All right. I am picking Sean Spears because I don't see... I. I really don't see why there's a reason for Dustin to win. So go ahead. Yeah, uh, same thing you said. Um, quite frankly, Dustin doesn't need the win. Sean Spears does. I mean, Sean Spears has basically went from a WWE jobber to an AEW jobber. I, If it's not been like a throwaway dynamite match, Sean Spears has lost it or even or even been absent from the card, you know. Uh, I'm thinking they threw this match together to get uh, get Sean Spears and uh, a pay-per-view win. And it kind of sucks for Dustin, but I don't think it really matters. It won't hurt him very much. Now, this next match, there's been several... There was several uh, injuries on this week's Dynamite, so this match is kind of... 
iffy. We got Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Hmm. Now, given that Britt Baker's okay, we may or may not have this match. This was reported by Brian Alvarez on the Wrestling Observer Radio Wednesday night. I I don't know the status of this match. But if I had to pick a winner, I would go Statlander. Mm, yeah, well, I have to disagree with you for the first time so far. Uh, really? You know what? Here, I'll make it a bit more interesting. How about that? In honor right. of... In honor of it being double or nothing, casino themed, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this coin, and if it lands on heads, let's just say that that's uh, Britt Baker. How about that? So, all right, it's tails. <laughs> so I was kind of rooting for. Uh, Baker. Yeah, so they've kind of been throwing these uh, matches together and so I think it's kind of maybe a little bit 50-50 booking maybe a little bit but uh, yeah I guess I'm going for Statlander. Alright, next up uh, we have the AEW Women's Championship that's on the line as Nyla Rose is defending against Hikaru Shida in a no disqualification match. Let me be the first to say that I hope to God that Nyla Rose loses this championship. Because, but before you guys go attack me on the internet, hear me out. Nyla, I get that they're trying to build her up as a, you know, a monster champion. But, she, I get it due to the pandemic and all that, it what I'm trying to say is, Anila's been a boring champion. Okay? That, that, that's my bottom line. And Hikaru Shida has been number one contender for what? Since the year started? A- am I not wrong with that? I mean, Listen. it seems like it, yeah. Pretty much seems like it. So, why not give Hikaru Shida the win? But yet, you can still keep Nyla Rose. This being, like, built up as a monster. If I were to pick the winner of this match, and who needs it more? Hikaru. Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree with you. The one championship that AEW has not been able to hold down as prestigious has been the women's championship. I mean, we had uh, Riho win it originally. And she kind of did nothing with it. She had a couple good matches, but, you know, forgettable to say the least. And then Nyla Jax is... Not Nyla Jax, Jesus. Nyla Rose. (laughs) Nyla Rose has gotten it. And she's done nothing with it. I've been a big fan of uh, Sheeta since she... um, since I saw her first in AEW and thought she was just championship material as soon as, uh, so as I saw her in action. So yes, I'm hoping to God, uh, Hikaru Shida gets it. And again, it's kind of, you know, it could go either way. So I'm just picking who I want. I want Hikaru Shida to win. That's my prediction. 
All right. Now, this match, this match, this match, this match. They've had good matches on the independent scene. And, uh, now, this is actually one of the matches I'm looking forward to. MJF versus Jungle Boy. MJF has been out with, uh, quote on, with a serious injury of a hangnail, and then he nicked himself, himself shaving. So, my guess here is by the end of this year and the next year, there's going to be one of two, there's going to be two guys who I think have a legit shot at being champion next year. At the end of this year and the next. That's Darby Allen and MJF. As for a winner of this match, I'm picking MJF. Hmm. Yeah, uh, again, I think it does more for... Well, it really depends on how they have them. Uh, if you want MJF to go forward in the uh, world title picture, you're going to have to have him be somewhat dominant as far as his win-loss ratio goes. You could always go the route of like a like a sneaky heel that isn't actually that good in the ring. But I think the position they put MJF in, that they're going more for the uh, the heel that is competent in the ring and is just a sneaky heel, you know. So I'm thinking they're going to have him win this one because with the way they've been setting him up so far, I think it would do more damage to have him lose. Mm-hmm. Our next match has, some injury, has an injury to it as well. It's the Casino Ladder match. Now, when this match was first announced, Austin, and you saw the names in this match, what, were, what was your first reaction? Well, with the uh, AEW stars been going on and the big names, I'm and of course the match type, I'm thinking just spot fest, absolutely. That that's the first thing that came to mind. Okay, so before we get into the competitors of the match, um, let's get into kind of the rules. So the match begins uh, with two men in the ring, and a new competitor will enter every ninety seconds, and eight. And uh, eight of the participants were named, while ninth and final competitor will be revealed the night of Double or Nothing. So it's kind of like the Battle Royal, but you can't do a Battle Royal. So they took so they took lemons and made lemonade. And here we have one of my favorite matches, match types in the history of wrestling: the ladder match. Let's get into these names: Darby Allen. Cole Cabana, Lawrence Cassidy, pending Ray Phoenix because it looks like uh, he went to do a dive to the outside and somebody forgot to catch him Wednesday night. So Ray Phoenix is pending. Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and a mystery competitor. So there's going to be, I want you to do two predictions for this match. I want you to give who you think is going to win and I want you to predict who you think the mystery competitor is going to be. Right. So, number one, the mystery competitor. I think uh, I think it might be um, Drew Gulak from WWE who just got released. I think Drew Gulak would... Uh, he, can, I, can I correct you yeah. on something? He didn't get released. Because if you're released, there's a 90-day no-complaint uh, clause. No so his clause. his uh thing just ran out. His contract yeah. expired. Yes. Okay, so yeah, my bad, but uh 
I think he would fit in with AEW's um, style very well. Plus, he's just a pretty good wrestler. I'm saying pretty good is like a, I'm like uncrediting what he, you know, his in-ring skill. But I'd really like to see him in AEW. And it would instantly make a big if he won the whole thing. But to me, there's only two real options to have win this match. And I don't think Drew Gulak is either one of them. Darby Allen or Orange Cassidy? Orange Cassidy simply because, I mean, you could just have a throwaway uh, John Moxley Orange Cassidy match for the title in, say, the main event of Dynamite and have it be hilarious, have it be fun. But obviously, uh, Moxley doesn't have to lose and you can throw Darby Allen because their styles are very much similar and having Darby Allen versus John Moxley is really should be a death wish for both wrestlers because you know obvious reasons I, want, I really want Darby Allen to win so I guess he's my pick but if Orange Cassidy won two I wouldn't be that mad and really if any of these guys other than them two won I again wouldn't be that bad because it'd be a surprise I just think my picks are the most obvious I have a question for you. Yeah. So the whole point of a ladder match is to climb the ladder. Yeah. Right? How is Orange Cassidy going to climb a ladder with his hands in his pockets? Uh, I'd, have, <laughs> I'd imagine he'd just keep them in his pockets. <laughs> he'd just See? run up the ladder really quick before he fell. <laughs> it's kind of like just Spider-Man's up the yeah. ladder. You like do the worm up the side of the ladder. <laughs> Uh, Pull that would notice. be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's my pick. And I think you know my pick to win this ladder match. It's pretty obvious. Darby Allen. Once when they first signed Darby Allen, wasn't I wasn't familiar with Darby Allen. I have heard his name, but I wasn't familiar with him. And then I've watched some of his matches and evolved. With Ethan Page. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> like, wow. Those those matches are awesome. And we need to watch one of those matches for a watch along, by the way. Just mm-hmm. like you know. Uh, so, Derby Allen's my pick. And, well, like you said, I would just love, you know, I mean, Darby Allen and... John Moxley is pretty much a death wish for both of these guys. As for my mystery entrant, I'm picking Brian Cage. The, his Impact Wrestling uh, contract recently expired. He's a former Impact champion. So, so I'm picking Brian Cage to debut in the ladder match. And Darby Allen is is my pick to win. Okay. You know, if you don't count the uh, mystery competitor prediction, we are all the same so far. But we might be different. On Maybe. This next one. Stadium Stampede. Matt Hardy and the Elite versus the Inner Circle. Right. So... 
This should be interesting. Yeah, to say the least. So it's going to be inside TIAA, thank you, home in the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's going to be a ring at the 50-yard line, and from there, all hells are going to break loose. And what I mean by that is there's no rules, no disqualifications. Guys can be pinned in the locker room, in the concessions, uh, in the press box, uh, the bathroom, uh, wherever is what I'm trying to say. And I don't know if you saw, but Hangman Page returned on Dynamite. Spoilers. And this man did a 100-yard dash from one end of the end zone all the way to the other and gave a buckshot lariat to uh, one of the two Santana. And then this man turned around and gave a buckshot lariat to Chris Jericho. This man just didn't run a normal 100 yards. I mean, he was dead on sprint in cowboy boots. That's some real cowboy you-know-what there. But if I had to pick a winner, uh, and this is just kind of a off-sided prediction, I think we will see the rise of Vanguard 2. My pick to win is the Inner Circle, and uh, I do believe it's either Matt Jackson or Nick Jackson that injured their ribs. Not sure. But I do believe we will see a inner circle win in the debut of the revolt. Dash Wheeler, the former revival, is what I'm trying to say. Mm. So, Austin, I I picked the inner circle because they need this win. And Sammy, well, Sammy Guevara needs a win because of all the work he's been doing. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you again. I think the inner circle should win this match, uh, hands down. And uh, you might be able to hint, uh, be able to get hinted at that by, uh, well, think about it. Think about the elite's uh, career in AEW so far. Kenny Omega has been put in a lot of high, uh, high key matches, but he's lost most of them. Uh, the Young Bucks have yet to win the championships, the tag team championships. Um, you know, everybody had these concerns that the Elite would put themselves in these championship roles right away uh, every time because they were, quote-unquote, running the company. But they really went against that, like, far in the opposite direction, probably because of them concerns. And I don't, I don't think that streak is going to end here. That, and I mean, the inner circle. I've been the highlight of Dynamite every week. Whenever there's a big highlight story of wrestling for the week, it's most likely inner circle. Whenever there's a big highlight of Dynamite, it's most likely inner circle. I think they should win. The only problem is having Matt Hardy lose so, uh, so soon. But it, since it's not a one-on-one match, I think they could get away with it just fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a little fantasy booking here. Inner Circle wins. You know, Hangman turns on the Elite, turns heel. Omega, say it all out, goes, beats John Moxley for the title. Kenny Omega's the champion. And then that sets up a program 
with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega for the world title. With Hangman Page eventually winning the world title. Because two men, two men that are over like Rover with live crowds are Darby Allen and Hangman Page. That's my fantasy booking. But next match is one of the more anticipated matches of of the of the night or of the year, I guess you could say. The finals of the TNT Championship Tournament. Mike Tyson will be there, so that means he will be presenting the uh, winner uh, between Cody and Lance Archer. So that means you know you got Jake the Snake Roberts, you got. Orn Anderson, and you got Mike Tyson. You know Tyson's going to get involved in some way. Uh, so I'll let you go first. Austin, who do you think's going to win? Well, uh, they've just been going with the classic story of uh, heel versus face here. And um, let's, let's look at how this is laid out. We have Mike Tyson coming in to unveil the new championship. Um, with obvious the uh, winner of this match becoming the champion, I think they're just going to do a good feel good moment, really usher in the championship as something important. Give Cody the win, have him be champion. Because remember, he can't uh, battle for the AEW World Championship, at least not for the uh, foreseeable future. Anyway, he went out and said that himself. And they he had that emotional match at Jericho, where at the end he lost. Uh, but obviously, through his, um, you know, him going out every week and fighting, he wants to be not only just like a good contender, like just like a fighter on this uh, on this brand that he in a large part made, but also he wants to be like a fighting champion. He wants to be there and present on his roster. He wants to be a force within it. So I'm thinking he mostly pushed out this championship as early as he did for himself, I'm thinking. And not like in a selfish way, but definitely in a way that benefits him. I don't see Lance Archer winning. Okay. So. I'm going with you. I'm picking Cody as well, but you can still keep Lance Archer strong. And what I forgot to mention is next week they're doing a battle royal and then the winner of that battle royal faces the TNT champion. Rather that be Cody or Lance Archer uh, for the uh, yeah, the TNT championship. I went brain dead there for a minute. The TNT championship on the June 3rd episode of dynamite. All right. Now we have main event time for the world championship is on the line. Mr. Brody Lee is challenging Jock. Should I try to do to Justin? I mean, if you want to. Yeah. No. 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 John Moxley versus. Uh, for the AEW World Championship. I'm just going to say it now. I don't give a crap about that Dark Order. I never will. I never have. And I never will. 
because I could care less about them. They're nothing but a bunch of faceless, amassed men or minions, whatever you want to call them. They don't do anything. And they worship Brody Lee. I don't care about the Dark Order. They're not my thing. When they appeared last year at Double or Nothing, the fans chanted, Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? That pretty much gets my stance on the Dark Order. So I think you know where I'm going to go with this. John Moxley. And yeah, I'd agree with everything you said. I mean, the Dark Order is definitely uh, heightened by Brody Lee, and I think it'd be heightened even more. Brody Lee was the champion. Please no. Brody Lee. Please no. I, I don't want to see Brody Lee as a champion. Don't Brody Lee just came him. here. He He's probably going to be champion sometime. Not now. Uh, you know, John Moxley just got his hands on the belt somewhat recently. John Moxley, to me, is AEW's biggest star outside of Chris Jericho, depending on who you are, what you prefer in your wrestling. Um. You know, it's just two different circumstances colliding, and I don't think, uh, I don't think John Moxley is going to lose his belt. Oh, he ain't losing the belt anytime soon. Should be a great match, though. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're on to our closing thoughts now of the show. Austin, yeah. Uh, I really said everything at the start, but. Stack card. I'm intrigued. I'm excited. Uh, I want there. I want my predictions to go right, but also I want a few surprises. So we're just kind of wait and see, just like everything in life, you know. All right. So my closing thought is, this is going to be a good show. You know, AEW always delivers. Um, my three. The three matches I'm most excited for is uh, the Stadium Stampede Inner Circle versus Matt Hardy in the Elite, Lance Archer versus Cody for the TNT title, and uh, the Casino Ladder Match. I think all of those matches, and especially the ladder match, have the chance to steal the show uh, with the Stadium Stampede. I'm just interested to see what they do with that. And, well... Ladder matches are ladder matches. They're always fun. And I think uh, Lance Orchard versus Cody really tells that good. The classic heel versus the face or David versus Goliath story. And uh, Austin. Yes. We will be back with our review of AEW Double or Nothing Monday. Yes. So I'll be looking forward to that. That's going to be a fun show. Don't want to miss out on that. And uh, again, if you're outside the United States, you can buy on Fight TV. If you're inside the United States, you can buy on traditional pay-per-view or be our live. This is going to be a fun show, y'all. I hope you have fun and you uh, stay safe and watch the show with us. Again, you can always find us on social media. Links in the bullet and links in the description in the show notes. Until then, I'm Connor. I'm Austin. Peace out, guys. Peace.